the volume. This Sessions is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. They're America's number one sportsbook for a reason, y'all. It's so easy to use. It's safe and secure. That's one of the main things for me. I don't want any BS. I love that there's no BS with FanDuel. Plus, you get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. Plus, it's super fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. It's awesome. So if you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona 18887897777 or visit ccpg.org/chat for Connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com/rg for Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania and Virginia 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 and 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that Emilio said that he's never dated a blonde and I said that we're overrated? First of all, it's not true. I was just trying to make him feel better that he's not dated a blonde. He's never experienced all of this. Um, Because let me say, we know how to fucking party. I'm a good time. Um, Why don't you like blondes? I've never dabbled. I've just always been a brunette. Maybe it's time that you branch out. Because are you are you currently in a relationship? No. Then it's not fucking working, is it? No. So maybe date a blonde. Are there real blondes or the fake blondes? Like, what type of blonde am I going for? No one's a real blonde. The only real blonde that I can hold my hand to his lord and savior is Summer Rae, who's actually currently a redhead, but she has blonde hair like Nora. Blonde, 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 blonde hair. My hair was really blonde when I was little like Nora, but I have to color my hair now to make it like really blonde. Otherwise, it's like dirty blonde. But I think you're a closet brunette because you dye hair blonde. No, I'm not a closet brunette. I have like dark. My hair would be like the color of John's hair, kind of, I think, if it was natural. See, but John has reddish brown, kind of, right? Yeah, maybe he has more red in his hair. I don't have any red in my hair. But I'm I'm not, I'm not, I would never fall into the category of brunette. I, no, if my hair, if I didn't color my hair, it would be like mousy nothingness it would be just like bland not great mousy is the term that i'll use like um it'd be like taupe i'd have taupe colored hair and you want me to go out and date a woman with taupe colored hair first of all she's gonna have a highlight maybe throw a little sun in in there you can get a great blonde also like why are we frowning upon coloring our hair who cares oh no i want to color mine well then I'm just saying, I've just it never crossed my mind to be like, oh, she's blonde, I'm going to go say hi to her. It was never one of those things. I was never a discriminatory guy. It feels that way. No, I, I love all women equally. I'm just saying, maybe now. discriminatory. Listen, I showed you several ex-girlfriends. Yeah, and they all look the same. They're just clones. They would all be described the exact same way. Staten Island housewife. You know what, but I mean, I guess it's nice to have your category. I've never had like a type type. It's funny. I was talking about this the other night. We had friends over and we were talking about like what our types were like in high school where I was like, oh, I guess I like always kind of gravitated towards the jock. But like, 
I liked the jock that also like could play the guitar or like was funny. Like it wasn't just like being like the jock. I think those were, I just think everyone was, is everyone a jock in high school? No. Okay. Well, my circle of friends had lots of jocks. Maybe in Canada it was different. Well, in Canada, everybody plays hockey. That's just kind of a no brainer, except for my brother. He did not. He did for a second. He was not very good. He stayed inside and played with his computer. Yes, he did. Yeah, I still got beef with him for talking about shit about our audio. <laughs> I'm not letting it go. We should have him on the pod. We should have him on. Should we fight each other? Let's put it on Fight TV. Let's stream it. <laughs> I would watch join the Pillow Fighting Network. I, oh my God. Between the Pillow Fighting Network and also, did you see? Shit. I'm going to drop the name of it now. They're going to be mad at me because I'm supposed to be working and doing some stuff with them. Ice Wars. Have you seen Ice Wars? No, what is Ice Wars? Dude. It, it, they do King of the Rank. So it's hockey fighters on the ice, like with a rank, and they fight. Shut up. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I think I'm going to do some stuff with them. Are you going to fight? No. No, no, no. I'm just going to like, I'm going to be the court gesture. I'm just going to go check it out and like see and talk about it and like. But I genuinely can believe you could throw the fuck down. Oh, I, I could kick the shit out of somebody, dude. <laughs> I could kick the shit out of somebody. Like, you want to walk up on these thighs? I will fucking donkey kick you so hard. Oh my, I got a good kick. I've been hearing about these thighs and calves all weekend, guys. I just know my strengths. And my strengths are, I'm a lower body athlete. I got that booty. I got the legs. I got. I can throw a mean kick. But I'm also a little feisty. Like, I, I, could, I could like sand in the eyes. Like, who knows what's going to happen? It's the taupe colored hair. The taupe just lets me be vicious. I do feel like I could really throw down on a fight. I sometimes get like very um, overconfident that I'm like, I think I could do that. I could have this fight. I, I could beat up this person. I think about that a lot. Yeah, I do the same thing in my head too. I'm like, oh, I could totally kick the shit out of this yeah, person. Yeah, I, I could kick the shit out of you. This isn't supposed to be a podcast where we just shoot the shit, even though that truly feels like a lot of fun right now. Um, we just finished watching Double or Nothing. This is This is why we're delirious and nuts right now because that pay-per-view lasted roughly... 36 hours. That was a very long pay-per-view. But all their pay-per-views. There's been lots of long pay-per-views. WWE's had lots of long pay-per-views. I do feel like they've nipped those in the bud. And they have been a little bit more succinct. But um, yeah, that was a long pay-per-view. Um, great pay-per-view. Also, can we talk about the fact that like the crowd was really on their feet the whole time? After having... To have AEW for them to have Dynamite here, they had Rampage here, all separate days, and then getting into the pay-per-view. Like, that's actually very impressive that the crowd has been so into it like that. Kudos to the crowd. You guys did it. You did the damn thing. And now, CM Punk is the new AEW champion. Uh, they closed out the show, of course, as they would. Championship uh, matchup. Hangman Page, no longer holding on to that title. What do you think about seeing this changing of the guard now having CM Punk at the helm at the tippy-tippy top of this company? Listen, I think for goodwill and for PR, I think you have to put him on the marquees. And it works because he is he is a name and he's very, very popular. Do I think he still probably could have wrestled most of that roster without a world championship? And everybody still would have been so in, in, engulfed in who he is and what he's done? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's quintessential, doesn't need a title guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that Hangman Page as world heavyweight champion still had some more, some more fight in the dog. CM Punk is CM Punk and he's great. And like you said, his fan base loves the guy. He's He's good for business, as they say. That is what that dude is. But I, yeah, I mean, I don't. what's the status of Kenny Omega? Do we know? Kenny Omega, from what I heard and from what I read... What'd you read on the internet? 
Nuggets. I went on the interwebs, and from what I heard is Mr. Omega is still having some some injuries. There's a, there was a really cool YouTube video. Some chiropractor, I guess he goes to people's houses, mostly wrestlers and celebrities now, and he works on them. And Kenny really was talking about a myriad of other injuries that he has. And his body, he said that he was so banged up that he has to have several, like like a surgery to correct. One thing's leading to another, to another, to another. Yeah, I get that. Some of these guys have been doing this for a very long time. Like these are built upon injuries and one, like I said one leads to the other leads to the other leads to the other that yeah I mean when you're when you're out and you're working on something you might as well let's let's go to the body shop and get the works done you know slap a little paint on this babe because that's what I always thought I thought that hangman page was to say champion long enough so that way a healthy omega comes back they really end the story because the story is still being told between Omega and Hangman Page. Hangman Page came into his own after he split with Kenny Omega and they had that really good program leading up to Omega Page 1. So I thought we were going to get the return match and that would have been the one that decides who becomes the next AEW World Champ. And I like the fact that we don't have multiple reigns within this company even though they're still early on, but I, but I think the first person to do that since he is all about firsts should be Kenny Omega, and it should have been against Hangman Page. Wait, have there not been any repeats? With the TNT Championship, yes, but not with the world title. Oh, interesting. I'm a Hangman Page fan, by the way. I would like to put that out there. I'd also like to say, regarding merchandise, he's got the best shirt going right now. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Should we get some merch? Should we buy some? I say we fire up the old Pro Wrestling T site. And we just get some shirts. I would love nothing more, actually. Let's do that. Fight fans, take your best shot with $200 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. It doesn't matter if your fighter gets knocked out or tapped out. New customers get an instant $200 in free bets on your first bet of $5. Just sign up with promo code Renee to bet on all the biggest boxing matches and UFC fights. Choose from the money line to the method of victory and so much more. To get your $200 in free bets guaranteed, just sign up with promo code Renee. That's R-E-N-E-E on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable fee bets that expire 14 days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. The Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Okay, let's get into the real fucking goss here. MJF. Work, work. Eh, Work, 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 work. So I'm happy that this match happened with Wardlow because it needed to happen. I don't know what the deal is with MJF. I don't know what's going on with him and Tony. I don't know what's going on with him in AAW. I don't know what's going on with him in WWE. I have not a clue. I know what y'all know. Reading shit on the internet, trying to keep my finger on the pulse. Oh my God, what's happening over here? But I'm glad that he showed up. I'm glad that that piece of business happened because it was a long time coming. They needed to get out there to do that. 
What is your reaction to the kind of heat that something like this is going to generate? Well, you want to think about, is it good heat or bad heat, right? And and I always like to say that he really understands and likes to keep alive kayfabe. I automatically think because of what was going on with Naomi and Sasha, maybe they think, hey, listen, let's, let's throw a little kink in the hose. Let's just jump on the, no one really knows what the hell is going on. And let's let's paint within this world of a work shoot, brother, where he might actually feel that he's undervalued and whatever with the case he's made mentioned in many promos about he wants more money, that he does not get the, the respect that he deserves and everything that he's done. He's cut a promo with Wardlow and said, hey, in 2024, I might be with the other guys. He did that on TNT. It was a fucking ballsy promo. Tony allows him to paint within that within that universe. And I think it's very, very smart to do. So it's, I'm thinking he doesn't show up for a thing that's kind of on brand with the performance art of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. So I don't look at it as, oh, he's not showing up. He's taking his ball and going home. And then you get on the dirt sheets and the experts are expert. Yeah, your tweet, experts be experting right now. And I'm just sitting here and I'm laughing because people are really going into this. Well, then who can Wardlow face? Renee, somebody mentioned fucking Goldberg. Everyone needs to just like pump the brakes. Everyone needs to calm the calm, the calm, the calm, the calm the hell down. But in terms of him coming out, I think tonight, I think that we were there. The reaction was deafening. He was he got the heat that he needed, and Wardlow looked like a million dollars because the pop was great, right? I love the juxtaposition of the good and the bad. Whatever the heat may be, whether it's go-home heat, whether it's ugly heat, whether it's fucking perfectly done heel heat it did what it needed to do and he came out with that Ric Flair robe with the Burberry print saying I'm better than you and then Wardlow proceeded to beat the ever-loving snot out of him for seven minutes and it did the job a lot of power bombs wowzers a lot of power bombs the story has been so unique and so diverse and they didn't have the opportunity to touch each other for months Right, And you're going on a year now where Wadler was his heavy and then he started to slap him around when Max was losing and then the kid finally has enough. It was kind of like the build between Shawn Michaels and Sid when Shawn Michaels and Sid faced off for the World Championship in Survivor Series when Sid won. It's the same exact context, but the story is just a little bit different now. I'm glad that the match happened again. Are we in a work or what's happening? I don't know. Uh, I'm just glad that it happened. I'm glad that Wardlow looked like a million bucks, and now we get to all continue to uh, expert be expert in. Then. Okay, Jade Cargill and Anna J TBS Championship. First of all, we get to see Athena here in AEW. I, I'm really happy to see her as a part of this roster is somebody like seeing her journey and the injuries that she's had, the ups and downs that she had had working with WWE to now getting this moment where she's, she's solid, man. Like she's really, really solid. She knows what she wants to do. She knows her character so well. Um, I think her stepping into this world as you continue now to see the women's roster bulk up a little bit more. And we are seeing some really bona fide stars. And I, th- I think that there's just going to be a lot of interest as these women all continue to work together and work out whatever the dynamic is going to be amongst them all and, and all of those things. Um, but sticking with like the, the women's roster, um, Britt Baker uh, won the Owen Hart 
uh, tournament for on the women's side of things, Adam Cole winning for the men's. We'll get into that. But um, yeah, I think just seeing Britt get that victory, I, I would I I would have wanted to see it on Ruby. I thought that it was a good spot for Ruby to get that win. Love me some Brit, don't get me wrong. No, I, I feel you, but Brit was always my choice because, again, I'm all for if your pillars are going to do the firsts, then they're the ones that need to do the firsts for everything. Right? I don't think that's true. I think it does hold some weight because she is probably the top heel, maybe second to max overall, but I think in the women's division she is. But again, I look at her as a heel. I know there's some people I had a conversation with, they look at her as a tweener. One minute she's a baby face and one minute she's a heel. Like she does the DMD thing and the chants go with her. Um, I think she's probably a perfect representation for your women's division right now. So can Ruby. They iced Rube for a hot minute when she got fed to Brit and she lost. Well, she was literally probably the only viable threat to Brit at that time. And now what do you do with her? Now what do you do with her? That, now that women winning the Owen Hart Memorial title or whatever, the cup or whatever it's called, would have been a perfect relaunch for her. Especially when, when you have Rancid come out and performing. By the way, oh my God, how cool was that? Also, like when you see the band come out to play, you assume she's going over. <laughs> I would agree that they should have they should have had Ruby go over, but again, it's literally Britt Baker's women's division, and she she runs the table. And again, I'm I'm all for that, and I think it's a good optic that her and her baby now wear matching championships. Yeah, I mean, listen, was that shot they got of them both at the top of the ramp? Yeah, great, thing of beauty, thing of beauty. I, I'm a fan of the babies. I just think that it would have been nice to see somebody get some new blood yeah and listen if i haven't like you know my fingers not fully on the pulse with like every little nuance of things that are going on but i think when tony storm didn't go over brit going on like on their way to the tournament and then having um to have ruby also lose like it would be nice to see one of those women i think in that spot because like i'm saying brit is fucking great there's no denying that i mean like i think she's fantastic she is head and shoulders at the top of that division but to spread some of that love around like I said as they're bulking up the division these women are stars Tony Storm is a star Ruby Riot (laughs) 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 Ruby Soho (laughs) do you like how I said that in the fear of God like I was just going to be punished for saying it like that yeah it's your podcast it's my podcast Um, no for Ruby Soho um Star, she's amazing. Um, I think Chris Statlander's on her way up as well. They had a great match on Rampage. They did. Um, so yeah, I mean, here's the good news. I mean, it's all good, but the women's division is looking very, very it's good. It's getting better. Yeah, it it really is. It was scary at first, and then it was scary probably going into a year, and they really needed to figure out what the identity of the women's division was, and, yeah. and you know. She's you got need- some legs now. She's got some nice legs. Yeah, she does. And I good think good kicking legs. Good kicking legs. Like what you're doing right now <laughs> with your strong gams. Um look at those calves. But no, I think you're right. I think in, in that way, you need people like Tony Storm and Ruby Soho and Athena. You need good dance partners for Brit and Jade, right? But you also got to make them win something so that way you just don't come in and assume that they're going to lose. Because that's if that's the major 
that's the thing that really annoys some of some of the Twitter that I see, where they they want more they want more. Sp- also, can yeah. we throw Thunder Rosa's name into that? I mean, Thunder and 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 Serena Deeb's. Love me some Serena she, Deeb. Um, they crushed it tonight. It was a wrestling match. Should we get into this complete and utter beautiful shitstorm that was Anarchy in the Arena? It was a lot of fun. I mean, this is me saying this after like my husband is like. I don't even know where he is right now or what's going on with him uh, at this exact moment of this recording. But um, doozy. Holy shit. A lot of things happen. A lot of moving parts are all over the arena. All these like, oh my good Lord. The white gear might have been an inclination <laughs> that people were going to be. Yeah. I will say the Jericho Appreciation Society, they really, they up and did it with their gear. I prefer the JAS. Over the inner circle. Yes, I'm with you. I agree 100%. Can we talk about Brian in his gear? I was like, who? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> but like in the best way to see him come like walking down, which like it was like very reminiscent of like the old shield entrance of the raw coming down through the different aisles in the crowd. And to see Brian come out like not in his wrestling gear was like, hold on. His hair is all disheveled. He stuck out like a sore thumb. Yes, because we're so used to Brian just being like purist wrestling. So to see him just like we're doing this like that. Let's get into the nitty gritty. That's going to get ugly and messy. I loved it. I blame your husband for that one. Totally. I, yeah, like seeing like John and Eddie before. Like Eddie coming out with a gas can, by the way, which. So what he's like trying to light Jericho on fire and Brian gets in the way of that. Those two have a little tussle. So I, I like where that could be headed. I mean, they've been tussling for a minute now, but to see Brian like slap him. Tonight, I was like, oh, this is authoritative. Eddie doesn't like authority. Eddie's going to tell you to fuck off, bro. I thought that match was a lot of fun. So you and I, we so we were at the arena for a bit, and then we had to come back here because uh, my sweet baby needed to go to sleep. And uh, we turned it on, and we're trying to catch up to see what's going on, but they kept Wild Thing playing for quite some time. So you thought this was it like, yes, felt like the new, new Jack. Jack thing. though. They didn't play it through the duration of the match, which makes sense because it was like a 20-some-odd-minute match. Did you like the music playing? That song is distracting. If it was if it was Natural Born Killers, like New Jack song, I'm cool with that because like it's I love to sing that song and I, it, you just know that violence will accompany it because it's a New Jack ECW thing. But I, I think for this, there's so many moving parts with it. I didn't need the crowd always chanting, Wild Thing, You Make My Heart Sing. Because it throws off what you're seeing. I like the double ladder spot by Santana and Ortiz, and you get to see them jump off the, and hit the tables. I think, think that's cool. Um, the spot, one of, like me and you winced at the same time, was when the fire extinguisher went in John's face. Oh my God, I was like, is that melting his skin? And you saw it, it was like smoking here? off his head. I know. I was like, wait, can we like, is that okay? Eddie fighting through concessions. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Covering dudes in mustard. And at this point, they're all just bloody. And <laughs> the blood really happened within maybe five minutes of this match. Like, Yeah, I mean, it was a knockdown drag out there. They, you know, they literally just like started. I don't even know if a bell rang. I don't know what happened. It just was like a schmoz. It was a lot of fun, though. I mean, all things considered. Me just looking at it from a fan perspective, I actually thoroughly enjoyed that match and Jericho uh, went over. I was shocked that they did because I thought it was literally going to lead into 
you know, uh, the BCC, as you like to eloquently name them. Stop it. Um, I thought that they were going to reign supreme, but it turns out there might be some internal fighting. But is Eddie a member of BCC or is he just he was there because he had beef with Jericho as well and he's homies with baby daddy? Yeah, like I don't think I don't think Eddie is part of uh, Blackpool Combat Club. So him and Brian can mix it up, and John can stay out of it. But even though John interfered, and in he was he was trying to broker the peace. John likes to kick back sometimes and be like, you know what, you guys can sort out amongst yourselves. And I'm just gonna sit here and I'm gonna watch it. I feel like him and Regal could just post up somewhere and go, mm, they got it. I would like to see that now. I would like to see that as well. I want to see Eddie and, and Brian wrestle. Football fans, check out the Three and Out podcast with John Middlecoff only on the Volume Podcast Network. John brings his unique perspective as an ex-NFL scout to the volume to break down all the news around the NFL and college football. Whether you're looking for game predictions, coaching searches, the ins and outs of the NFL front office, even an occasional golf tip, John has you covered. Download 3 and Out with John Middlecoff, only on the Volume Podcast Network. Overall, though, I feel like it was like a really great pay-per-view. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? I think that this is what we end on. The Probably the most important match of the night, Hookhausen. There's <laughs> Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Oh, I listen. I'm a huge Danhausen fan. I, I think I'm a huge Hook fan. I'm like a Hook fan from a distance. I like I like observing, and I'm like I think I like this guy. This like this kid. This this cute little like I don't even know what to call him. Uh, just he's fucking good, man. He's enjoyable. And I don't even just mean as like a character. Like the way he works is a lot of fun to watch. Like those, he's just, he's very sharp. But I think that comes from his dad too, because Taz had an amateur wrestling background. He can't be Taz's kid and have a shitty suplex. I think Dan Housen is... What a gift to wrestling that man is, huh? Listen, he came in with a broken leg and he had the boot on, right? And his impact, his pops were getting louder and louder each week. And I was sitting in Long Island at the AEW uh, Dynamite show. And they started to do the motion graphics for the Double or Nothing, right? It was right after they teased that they were going to take on Nice and, and Sterling, right? And they said, Hookhausen will be in action. And the crowd went fucking ballistic. He's a star, dude. Like, people love that guy. And I feel like this is one of those, like, very quick ascents. Even though he's been doing it for some time. But now he is, like, thrust into the spotlight and I think he's like ready for that huge stage moment. He, is a, he understands what it is to sports entertain. And for yes. those that never seen him outside of just what he does with his promos or his vignettes, if you honestly were to go back and you were to see what he did in Ring of Honor and on the indies, Dan Housen is a very accomplished professional wrestler. And you saw a taste of that tonight because he's wrestling with Hook. Hook is very, very good. I love, I love the difference in them. If I was a wrestler, I'd probably have the same style as Hook. Yeah, you would actually. You would. You 100% would. <laughs> I like that he comes out in his backpack and shit. Like he's like a kid. He's like, it's a high school kid. Also, real quick too, I just want to honorable mention because I thought the match was really good. Hobbs and Starks 
Jurassic Express and Keith Lee and Shane Strickland. Very, very good match. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. There was definitely that moment where I was a little nervous for Ricky Starks. He took that little bit of a funny bump, landed on his neck a bit wonky that I was like, oh, you could see the whole crowd stood up to him. was like, oh, God, is he okay? Um, And he was, it seemed like he was out of the match for a little bit, but he got back in there. So uh, I'm, you know, he's okay, I'm assuming. But um, that was a scary moment. But yeah, like some really cool moments within that match especially between Keith Lee and Will Hobbs to see these like big men moving the way that they do I thought that was like a really great showcasing for them within that spot and yeah I mean Shane Strickland this guy kill shot kill shot baby he is there's something about him that I find uh you you like gravitate towards. He just seems like he's a fucking cool dude. He's extremely cool. Like and I don't mean cool and like oh he's like a cool dude. Like I mean like he's like a cool dude that like knows more shit than me. He's like probably really funny and he's like very like he just seems like he's got his finger on the pulse of all the shit. Folks, this is us teasing that we're gonna have him on stage. <laughs> there's also maybe me teasing that like are we going to become best friends? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. I usually get to hit it off like two peas in a pod. Just saying. It could happen. Two peas I'm in a pod. I'm a big fan. I'm a fan. Do you find it weird that Keith Lee leaves his feet? I don't want to see my heaters ever get off their feet. I don't mind that he leaves his feet. I feel bad for the people that got to catch him. But it also makes no sense that you're that tall and you're that girthy. You should never be leaving your feet. I want to see you spirit bomb people. Yeah, but isn't his whole thing though that like that's he he's a big guy that can move like he can moonsault and shit like that's like his whole. But just deal. because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's something to be said about that. Certainly, should we have him back on? We'll ask him. <laughs> Wait, we've never had Keith Lee on. I didn't. Yeah, I said we should have him back on, and I didn't mean back on. I mean, we should just have him on. We're teasing a lot of next level guests folks i will say it's actually really cool i know there's a million people in wrestling there's a million like great people that i'd love to have on the show but the more i'm like oh yeah i want to talk to you Ooh, i want to talk to you hey what's your deal what's the story like i i love that i actually feel like pretty inspired by that after being out in vegas uh the past few days and being at a couple of the shows and reconnecting with some people and and whatnot um yeah it definitely it's opened up our uh, roster of potential guests. It's funny because I'm walking through the casino and fans of the show are coming up to me. Oh wow! Nobody came up to me, so that's I'm in nice. the because I'm in the because I'm in the casino more. You know what I mean? I'm the man of the people. Like I like to go around. Like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? I'm, here, I'm at home like, bopping with the babe. Right. Like here, you get a you get a chip. You get a chip. Everybody gets a chip. <laughs> and and this is how they ran up to me, Renee. I swear to the Lord and Savior. Balls deep. <laughs> oh my God. The good brothers. So they say some rather complimentary stuff about Gals and Anderson. Shout out to you guys, Rock. I see you. But then they really get into then they get into our show. And they go, Balls, you're two completely different guys when you're on this show. They're still referring to me as balls, by the way. And I'm like, well, what do you like about the sessions? Tell me what you like. And they go, that is conversation. That is enforced, and Renee doesn't do anything to do clickbaity thing. I love that. I love that. That's very sweet, very nice. I love that. And yeah, listen, whenever we do the show, I always like it to be. I say like the word safe space. That sounds very like. Ugh. But like, I just want people to come on and have like a hang. I'm not like looking for the scoop. 
or like wanting to like get the thing. I just I like hearing people's story. I like hearing people's like their journey, all of those things. But like legit, I just I love talking to people and I'm super lucky that I know so many awesome people that have done these really cool things. So it's it's a nice, natural, easy conversation. Um but yeah, this week we're really, really lucky. So we've got some great episodes coming out for you guys to um, keep your eyes and ears open for. Uh, dropping on Thursday, we're going to have AJ Mendez on the show. I was going to say AJ Mendez hyphen Brooks Comely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Listen, sometimes you're just not allowed to use certain names anymore and we got to move on. Uh, but AJ Mendez is on the show. I'm so happy we got that interview. Uh, we've also got Nyla Rose coming up and we've also got Tony Storm. So these are all happening while also having these other conversations with other people about getting uh, some episodes spun up for y'all. So this has been our, you know, somewhat of a recap of Double or Nothing. It was a great pay-per-view, a lot of fun. It's late as all hell. You can hear me going, I'm congested. I it's really want late. her to blow her nose. I got to go to bed. It's been a great time. But Emilio, I'm going to call you an Uber. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.